the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters and today on like it matters radio we're going to talk about backing the blue you know ladies and gentlemen uh 99.9 percent of our dna is all the same you could uh take the best looking tall well-built black person and put him right next to me which is the antithesis of all that i just mentioned and uh, as even though we look like we come from a totally different species, uh, we are 99.9% all the same. And I don't remember the exact figures, but we have like something like 300 or 30 billion, uh, you know, genetic pairs. And if 99.9%, that one-tenth of 1% is like 3 million or 30 million. In those 30 million or those 3 million pairs is all the difference. <gasps> and what we got to realize is that we have similarities. We have similar patterns. No matter what we do, no matter how old we are, no matter where we come from, you know, I've been doing intensive leadership training for 30 years. People from all walks of life, from all income levels, from all traumas and dramas, all socioeconomic backgrounds, and yet I see patterns. It reminds me of a story I once heard. There was once a man who lived by the side of the road and sold hot dogs. He was hard of hearing, so he had no radio. He had trouble with his eyes, so he read no newspapers. And, of course, he didn't look at television. But he sold very good hot dogs. He put up signs on the highway telling everybody how good his hot dogs were. He stood on the side of the road and cried out to all that passed, Buy a hot dog. They're the best in town. I mean, he was working it. And people bought his hot dogs, and he increased his meat and bun orders. He bought a bigger stove to take care of all the extra business. And finally, he got his son involved to come and help him with his business because it was doing so well, growing. But then something happened. His son, who was well-educated, said, You know, Father, you haven't been listening to the radio, but I have. You haven't been reading the newspapers, but I have. And you can't watch TV, but I do. And he said, there's a big recession happening right now. The current business situation is terrible in this country. We have problems with unemployment, high living costs, strikes, pollution, the influence of minorities and majorities, the rich, the poor, drugs, alcohol, capitalism, communism. I mean, he just went off on this list. Whereupon his father thought, you know, well, my son is well-educated. And he does read the papers that I don't do. And he does listen to the radio that I don't do. And he does watch television, which I don't do. So, you know, he probably knows better than I do. And so I should probably listen to him. 
So his father cut down on his meat and bun orders, took down all his advertising signs, and no longer to bother to stand by the side of the road to promote and sell his hot dogs. And his hot dog sales fell almost overnight. You're right, son, the father said. We certainly are in the middle of a recession. See, ladies and gentlemen, it's about our conditioning. We are creatures of habit. And what you're dealing with are unconscious creatures. What you're dealing with are creatures of patterns. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what uniform you wear. I don't care how you make your money, if you make your money. I'm going to tell you right now, we are all part of the same family, living, breathing human beings. And we have far more in common than we do that are not in common. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to know we matter. We all want to know we're special. We all want to be able to provide for our families. We all want to be able to take care of our kids. We all want our kids to have everything they want. I mean, see the similarities? No matter what God you worship, if any, no matter what skin color your skin might have, no matter where you grew up, I'm blessed because I have a, a, the, the blessing of knowing people all over the world. And this is what Joseph Ledoux explains. See, he says that fear occurs before you know what you're afraid of. And Ledoux, Joseph Ledoux is a brain researcher. And here's what he gave an example of. He says, in a laboratory study, here's what they learned. If a rat in a cage is exposed to a sound, the animal initially orients itself toward and pays attention to the sound. But after a few repetitions, the rat ignores it. However, the animal will respond once again if the sound is paired with an electrical shock. After a few repetitions of this pairing of sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. It stops what it's doing, and it freezes in place. The animal's only detectable movement consists of the rhythmic chest excursions that accompany breathing. In addition, the rat's fur stands on end, its blood pressure and heart rate increases, and stress hormones pour into its bloodstream. This is the chemical reaction of the body based on our feelings. In a word, the rat is now conditioned, so that the sound, when presented alone, will elicit the fear response. This response is not different than what occurs when the rat encounters its natural enemy, the cat. And Ledoux goes on to say, we humans can be fear-conditioned too. And that's from the book Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot by Richard Restack. And why did I bring this up? Because this is what we're doing to our children. I was I used to have Spectrum. And I got rid of Spectrum because, man, are they liberal. You thought MSNBC and CNN is liberal. You should look at Spectrum's local news. And I'll never forget they had a <coughs> story of a young black kid. He was like probably 17, 18 years old. And they were talking about this device. He said he got this device, and now his mom can track him wherever he goes. So his mom, instead of worrying about everything, uh, and the whole story was about uh, this boy, 17-year-old boy, who goes into bad situations. How about that? Cathartic is the word I was looking for. Whenever he sees a police car, whenever he sees the lights, whenever he can be driving down the street, he's a police car coming by, he freaks out. He said he has to pull over. He can't continue on. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're doing. We are starting to condition people. We are starting to create a fear conditioning that people now, people of color, they're being programmed, they're being told that white people hate them, that white people are privileged, 
that white people are by nature hateful per, uh, persecutors? A six-month-old baby, a white child, is racist? And then we're telling them that cops want to kill them. That every day cops get up wondering how they're going to hunt down black people. And this is what's going on. We are now programming people. And when you understand how people work, that we're conditioned creatures. And any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. Look at a lot of these people who challenge police officers, who take their guns, who run for them, who wind up getting shot, wind up someone getting killed. Their families become multimillionaires. Their families get $40, $50 million. They become a demigod. They become a martyr. Uh, you have whole, you have days of uh, holidays created for you. You have, you have entire cities with memorials and memorable things created for you. You become a god. You become a legend. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got to start changing some things. And today we are blessed because we have a friend of Like It Matters Radio. We have a friend who happens to wear the uniform of blue. And it's Chief Anderson of St. Cloud, Minnesota Police Department. Chief Anderson has become a friend. Uh, we like to have him on the radio every once in a while just to let you know he's a human being. Law enforcement officers are people. Have lots of friends who are cops. They have husbands and wives. They have kids. They have parents. They have fears and doubts. They have dreams. They want to know they matter. They want to protect and serve. They want to make a difference. And now we're living in a time where they are made into demons, where they made into hateful people. And today I want to humanize some law enforcement to you. Because I want you to know these are normal people. And just like there's good cops and bad cops, there's good doctors and bad doctors, there's good radio hosts and bad radio hosts, that's part of the human condition. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Back the Blue. And when we come back, we'll have Chief Anderson join us. I am Black, and we'll be right back. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. 
Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack barbecue, oh. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today we are blessed because today we are joined by a a man I consider a friend and a friend of Like It Matters Radio. uh, And that is Chief Anderson from the St. Cloud, Minnesota Police Department. Welcome, uh, Chief. I appreciate you spending your time with us. Well, thanks for having me again, Scott. I always appreciate visiting with you. Well, and, you know, uh, we had talked before, Chief, and we've uh, talked a few times. I actually enjoy our conversations off the radio. You and I go pretty deep. Uh, But, uh, you know, what's going on with Law Enforcement Day is very confusing. Uh, And uh, one thing I know, I've I've dealt with tens of thousands of people. I've done a lot of work with law enforcement officers. Uh, Law enforcement officers are people. Uh, they have traumas, they have dramas, they have a, a, you know, a family of origin issues, they have marital problems, uh, they have uh, psychological struggles, just like every single other human being. The difference is you guys put on a uniform and you guys uh, are supposed to put everything aside uh, and just be professionals. And so, it, and see, it's caused kind of a quagmire. So let me, let me ask you, just real simple, Chief, what's different today? about policing versus when you started you st- you've been uh, a police uh, in the police field for what 30 years 26 26 okay close What's enough different today, right? chief yeah amen amen you, you know uh, uh, obviously a lot of things have happened uh and changed in in two and a half plus decades uh one of the things different for us in law enforcement clearly is um the the technology but the other thing is the complexity of the kinds of calls that we are uh, asked to answer now. And all I mean by that is there are lots of things now that when I first started were not law enforcement issues, right? Whether it's dealing with people in a a mental health crisis, um, Mm -hmm. you know, some some of the family problems uh, are not new to us, but again, they're, they're a little bit more complex 
now. And uh, I, I think it's worth noting that the things that we are being asked to answer in terms of calls are, are things that normally <clears throat> went to other entities. And all I mean by that is now by the time we, we are called to answer, uh, lots of other entities have failed uh, humankind. Mm. And we are the one that doesn't have the luxury. And I probably have said this before when we visit it. We're the only entity that doesn't have the luxury of saying, make an appointment or call us back on Monday. We're closed because it's the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when, when the bell rings, we have to answer it and we have to have a solution so that things are better when we leave than they were before we got there. Amen. And, you know, part of the, uh, the, the difference, I think, is technology. You- Talked about that. That's one of the things I want to talk about later in the show about uh, artificial intelligence. I just did a uh, was listening to someone talk about AI and the uh, invent and where we're at now with AI and uh, in the military, uh, in the social, in the medical, and it is taking over. And uh, I do want to talk about that down the road about how it's affecting you guys. But you know, you were supposed to join us last week on the radio, uh, and uh, something came up. Uh, you uh, you had to deal with a city attorney, uh, a police officer involved shooting, correct? Yes, actually, it was our county attorney, and it was uh, it was an officer involved shooting that occurred uh, last fall. Uh, and we got the briefing from the county attorney. Uh, basically, what she was doing was um, explaining her declination of, of charges letter, which means that it was a good shoot. None of the officers were going to be charged. Uh, because they were well within the boundaries of their authority and their responsibility uh, in that shooting. And uh, it, it mm-hmm. took a little more time than I thought it would, but it was it was very thorough. You, you could tell our county attorney, Janelle Kendall, uh, in Stearns County, uh, did her due diligence. And we're talking about last September, uh, and they were investigating that, that case along with the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension up until we got our briefing last year. So for people who think that, you know, there's, there's this hard blue line and, and we kind of try and cover things up for one another, they're way off base uh, because our, our county attorney is a true professional and she did her due diligence and she laid it out for us point by point. And so sadly enough, if anybody could find fault with that investigation and her conclusions, um, you know, we're in big trouble because she was spot on and and they were very thorough. And it's done with a magnifying glass now, knowing that people are going to look over and all that and knowing that everything's going to be uh, criticized. I mean, it is, you've got to cross every T twice, dot every I. I got to believe that the degree of specificity has to be incredible. Yep, and, and you know what, Scott? That's the only part that I really don't have a problem with, right? If, if we're truly transparent and we believe that we're doing the the right things the right way, then bring, bring on the scrutiny uh, because at the end of yep. the day, it's good for our officers. It's good for morale. Uh, you know, none of us wakes up in the morning and wants to take another human being's life, but unfortunately, uh, that's part of our job, and that has long-lasting yeah. effects, as you well know. Uh, on the people who are involved. And so a thorough investigation uh, can, can only help, you know, them getting uh, into a better mind space and, and a better space emotionally. Uh, once you've had independent eyes, take a look at that and, and say, yep, you know what? Everything you guys did was right. And I wouldn't change a thing. Amen. 
Well, and that's going to be a tough thing, and that's one of the reasons I like having you on the radio. I want to give a, a human perspective here because people look at a law enforcement officer, and they've been programmed, and this is what irritates me. I, I, I study the human mind. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And we're now making it um, uh, rewardable to um, fight police officers, to actually get killed by a police officer. Uh, families become wealthy. Uh, we become martyred. We become heroes and godlike creatures. I mean, I could spend my entire life making a difference in thousands of people's lives. And yet, if I was to go out, even whether I was a criminal or not, and if I was of color and you were to, a police officer to kill me, I'd be this, this famous person. It, it doesn't make sense to me. But... I want to ask you a question. What does a police officer go through when they have to pull their weapon and actually shoot somebody and maybe injure them seriously or take their life? That is not something any police officer looks forward to. I mean, could you explain that to our listening audience? That is not an outcome that anybody wants. No, and and I can only explain it uh, from the periphery because fortunately for me, I've never had to do that in my 26 years. I can tell you that I have come very close uh, to pressing the trigger, and that alone, uh, and you'll, you'll appreciate this, provides such an adrenaline dump on your body that you, you can sleep for three days after that. And, and I've never actually had to press the trigger. So I can only imagine for, for officers who have had to, right, to protect their lives or the lives of others, uh, what that does. Uh, I have provided counsel for some of my partners uh, who, who have been involved in officer-involved shootings that resulted in the death of a suspect. And I can tell you that it is intense. It is something that never goes away. It is something that they live with. Why do you think uh, police officer suicide is one of the highest uh, in our profession than any other? We are not programmed yep. to do that. Uh, but when called upon, you, you know, we take the oath. We weren't drafted. No, nobody forces us to do this job, uh, and, and we do it. And I, I'm so glad that you are continuing in, in humanizing us because one of the things I like to say, um, and, and I will continue to say it, is that the vast majority of cops out there are doing the job the right way for the right reason. And when they do the job that is asked that nobody else wants to do and most people can't do, uh, they they ought not be burned at the stake, um, you know, for for yeah. doing what people uh, have come to expect for us to do, and and that's wrong, and we need to write that ship in a hurry, or we're going to be in big trouble. Well, it's already starting to happen. We're starting to see uh, police officers or police forces that cannot fill the ranks. Uh, that it's such a thankless, and even if you have a, a properly responded shooting, again, no one likes to, and I, and I know lots of police officers are friends of mine. I work with Law Enforcement Day, uh, John J. Wiley. He's got a great podcast. Uh, he helps me with my podcast. Uh, trained When I worked with my old company, I trained Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in leadership. Uh, I've got a lot of good graduates of mine that are friends. Uh, I've had uh, uh, you know police officers uh, that are, go through my training afterwards to swear that they would take a bullet for me because of the connection we have. So uh, when I think of a law enforcement officer, uh, I think of a human being. I think you're a good guy. You're, you're a friend. Uh, although, I, and again, but please hear this, Chief. When, when I'm driving down the street, it hasn't happened for a while, by the grace of God, and I see those blue lights in my, in my rearview mirror, my heart starts beating. 
I do. Um, I get a little anxious. I get a little nervous uh, because I don't know what kind of day that guy's had. I, uh, my days hasn't been too good. So, you know, it's all, it can all be a crapshoot. That's what my dad told me. You and I talked about this. Uh, when you get pulled over, yes, sir, no, sir. You do what they tell you to do. If there's a problem, you come home and tell me and I'll deal with it. That was my thing for my dad from day one. <laughs> Comply now, complain later. Uh, that, that's what I say. And, and your reaction, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was quoted uh, in an article on the Daily Beast that, that went crazy viral because I said the exact same thing. I've been a cop for 26 years, but, you know, when I'm a civilian, when I'm out of yep. uniform and I'm driving and I see the lights behind me, my heart skips to beat, too. I think yep. that's a natural <laughs> reaction for any human being. Right. Except for criminals. Yep. Those are probably the only people whose hearts don't skip a beat. Uh, but for me, that that's as real as it is for anybody else. And it was amazing how astounded people were to, to hear me say that. But it, yep. it's the truth. Um, and, yep. you know, and, and I know that I, I have a I, I have a different way or a better way of handling that situation probably than civilians. And all I mean by that is at some point during the encounter, I'm going to identify myself yeah. as a police officer. And hopefully that will kind of de-escalate the situation for everybody involved. But I, I don't think that's an unnatural reaction. Amen. All right. Well, we're talking with Chief uh, Blair, uh, the St. Cloud, Minneapolis, I mean, Minnesota Police Department. And we'll be back in a few minutes. all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, a cash call mortgage, NMLS ID, 1282-31, equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. 
Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. This is where we live life like it matters. And if you're aware of the times that we live in, if you pay attention at all to the news, then you know there are many crises uh, affecting us in America today. And one of them is a crisis in of police. And so I got this right, this news article. It says Minneapolis is in a crisis of police. And I put a crisis of belief. It says, quote, droves of officers are leaving the Minneapolis Police Department. They have warned they might not be able to respond to emergencies at all. Homicides in Minneapolis are up 50% with nearly 75 people killed across the city this year. More than 500 people have been shot, the highest number in more than a decade. Uh, now, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey, or Fry admitted the city has a shortage of police officers. And a day after judge ruled, the judge told them, you have to hire more cops by June of next year. And then he finally said, okay. Logic. And who's joining us today is the chief of police of St. Cloud. Now, that is not Minneapolis. It's right outside of Minneapolis. But uh, Chief Anderson is with us today. And, Chief, I heard a while back that what's happening now is the chaos in the big cities is now starting to filter down into the suburbs and the outland, uh, outstanding cities. So what, what are you noticing? Are you seeing the same thing at trickling down to, to the smaller cities? No, yeah, we are. We, we, we are not immune um, to, to the same types of violence and, and, and random acts of craziness that are happening all over. You know, we are 63 miles west of Minneapolis, but uh, straight out I-94, that, that's close enough. Right with, with the motor vehicle, you can be there in less than an hour, and so wow. we're we're finding a lot of the criminal activity and the violence and stuff that we are seeing um, are is being committed by folks who are not part of our community. In other words, they don't necessarily live there. I'm not I'm not saying all of them fit into that yeah. category, but most of them do. Uh, they do not live in our city. Uh, they come to our city if they're going to be. Uh, a uh, big fish in a small pond, but one thing they underestimate is the competency and the dedication of the men and women of the St. Cloud Police Department. And, and I'm not saying that to brag. Um, you know, one of the things that gives our community great comfort is, you know, after the fact, because we can't be everywhere. Uh, but mm-hmm. after the fact, after something has happened, uh, we 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 get the right people in handcuffs. Um, and and mm-hmm. boy, it's. You, you know, you feel sad for the, the, the victims of the crime because 
yeah. whatever crime stats you give them, if they're the most recent victim of a crime, crime is up for them a thousand percent. However, yep. if we get the right people in cuffs and get them into the criminal justice system, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with, with the efforts that, that my staff puts forward. Yeah, but now you're dealing with a lot of legal stuff, too. You're dealing with um, uh, district attorneys and top prosecutors that now have, you know, lack of a better term, become woke. Uh, and there's uh, basically no cash bail. Uh, people get turned around pretty quick and get let out. I've, I've read about people committing three and four crimes in the same day. They get taken in and get immediately released, and they go out and commit crimes again. And so this is – I think that this is what's different in policing today than before to where – do you have an administration? Do you have a government, a local government that works with you? How, how well do you work with, with your local government? Is it s- synchronicity or is there struggles? Oh no, there there are no struggles, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on with you. Uh, if, if you mm-hmm. check any of the interviews I've done in my nine years as chief, uh, it, it, it's consistent. Uh, we have great, great synergy, great partnerships with our city council, with our mayor, with our prosecuting attorneys, because our our city is unique in that it sits in three different counties and two different oh. court districts. So that means we have we have three different uh, county attorneys. That, oh, wow. that we have to collaborate with. And there, there have been no issues uh, and no struggles. Um, you know, we, if, if we see an issue, if we think folks are, are being turned around and let out too quickly, um, we, we all sit down. And when I say we, I mean probation, the police, the county attorneys, and the judiciary. And we talk those things through and we let them know what our concerns are. And, and we give them facts. It's not conjecture. Uh, and, and we usually find consensus and, and find resolution for, for those things. So the important part oh, wow. is, is that all of the stakeholders are, are there uh, so that everybody gets the same information at the same time. So, again, it's just one of the things that seem to be working well for us. So oh. the, the things you see happening all over the country, Scott, uh, you know, where folks are just at odds, with with their their local government and their administrations and and that that that's St. Cloud's 180 degrees different than that and and again I said this to you off air you don't have to believe me come to St. Cloud and ask someone at random uh, that same question and and you'll get the same answer more often than you will. Wow. Well, that's awesome. And, and you know, the great thing I love about it is I've got a chance to get to know you and I've talked to you before, and you, you sound like a down-to-earth guy. Uh, you and I, matter of fact, had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about this uh, Olympic sprinter, uh, and you and I were on the same page. I mean, you and I, uh, different skin color, we're about the same age. We have similar uh, upbringings. Uh, uh, so you and I have a lot more in common, and if people looked at us side by side, they might think that we have nothing in common. But as I've gotten to know you, uh, we have a lot in common. And one of the ways is you and I, the way you and I were raised. Now, you were raised, you talked about your grandma. She had a strong grandma, correct? She is very influential in your life, correct? Well, uh, and my grandfather and both my parents. Uh, I I grew up in a two-parent household. But, yes, it certainly extended to my grandparents because, you know, I I never saw my parents disrespect their parents, right? And, And my parents are in their 40s and 50s. But mom and dad were still mom and dad, period. And so yep. that that filtered down, right? And, and and that's one of the things to an earlier question you asked that I see um, that is missing. Um, it is Things are not the same when it comes to what's going on in a lot of households. I don't want to 
generalize and yep. say every household or 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 characterize uh, single moms or single dads as, yep. as pariahs somehow. But th- those those things were important to me uh, growing yep. up, and the older I get, uh, the more important they have become. Uh, and, and I so, think pretty, that's where the, the old family values, and again, I'm using this uh, generically, you know, those values that we were brought up about respect, uh, about honor, about dignity. When you make a mistake, you own up to it. You, you, you deal with it then. You don't let it go out. You don't run from it. And it seems nowadays that we're all victims, you know, where everything's everybody. And, and that was what's great about when we had this conversation about this Olympic sprinter, that uh, here's this woman who was trained all her life. Uh, for the Olympics, and uh, I guess she lost her mom, uh, and in the process of grieving, she smoked a little pot. And you and I said, you know, this is not about is marijuana legal or not legal? Is it good or bad? All that doesn't matter. And you and I both agreed that that punishment she got was harsh. But we also agreed that she knew that go, being involved with that system, that they knew that they were going to get drug tested. They knew that any uh, anything tested positive and everything that they worked for would be in jeopardy. And so she made a choice. I think it was a harsh penalty. Uh, again, it doesn't matter what about marijuana or about the, the, the strength of the judgment or not. This was the rules. She knew about it, and she made a choice. And I think that's what's lacking, Dave. Do you see that as well? I, I do, but you know what gives me some comfort? Uh, because, yeah, yes, to your point, uh, that is, you know, that has become the norm now. But here's what, what gives me hope and makes me gleeful. Uh, in the aftermath of that, while everyone else around her, whether they be mass media folks or, or critics or whatever, um, have have lamented that, boy, she should be given another chance. She has actually stepped up to the plate and owned what she did. And, and guess what? I think things are going to be much better for her because of that. So, see, that's the example I'd like to see more of because she has. You, you haven't heard from her. Uh, anymore, nope. she's not protesting. Nope. She 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 doesn't nope. want uh, anybody's head on a platter. She owned it and yep. said, "I'll get them next time." I screwed up. My bad. I knew the rules, and guess what? I'll be better next time. That's all you can ask from a human being, right? Once they once they bear. I- you know, it's so cool, Chief, because when you and I talked about this, it was probably a week and a half, two weeks ago, and you're absolutely right. I fell in love with this woman. I really, she's beautiful. Uh, she's black. Uh, she got to love her hair. Uh, and that just put a smile on my heart. Uh, and man, it sucks. I would hate to be in her position, but she did it so well. She did it humbly. Uh, she owned it. Uh, she wasn't looking to accuse or make it into a racial thing or whatever. You're right. I mean, I have had the ultimate exp- respect for this woman. I didn't know who she was before this article, but I feel the same way, Chief. And you know she's going to come out clean on the other side just because of that. Oh, and, yeah. and I think, um, for whatever my opinion is worth, it, it's going to make her better uh, in, in the end as, as she gets older. I mean, she, she's a young lady. I mean, I have kids older than her. Uh, clearly, she's an adult, but she's young. Yeah. But I just yeah. love the way she has handled this situation despite, you know, yeah. all of the, 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 the external noise that's probably been coming yeah. her way. Um, clearly, oh. she she's figured yeah, some yeah. things out at a very young age, and, and she'll be okay.
There's no way she won't. Be. Amen. She'll be fine. Amen. No. And I had heard she actually got a huge endorsement from this. I don't know if it's from the cannabis industry or something. I don't. I didn't read all the details, but I heard that someone ponied up a quarter million dollars for sponsorship for her or something. So, so it's uh, so good, good uh, it's for uh, her, Scott. Good, good for her, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's Absolutely. all we want anymore, and and that's one of my biggest uh, irritations. It's one of my biggest sources of irritation nowadays. Is that man? Nobody, nobody wants to admit. That boy, uh, how how quickly? I mean, as we were growing up, how quickly do do things turn and start to go better when you just go, "Yep, I, I did that. <laughs> I that that's on me. Amen. I messed Oops. up. I can't Amen. blame anybody. It's on me." That's right. Hey, Chief, we're getting ready to go a hard break, and I want you on for one more segment. I'm going to get a little more personal with you, uh, just so we can, uh, again, want to make sure people can get a feel for who you are as a man. So uh, we are blessed. We are talking today uh, to uh, Chief of Police of St. Cloud, uh, Minnesota, uh, Chief Anderson, and we'll be right back. This is a man. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. What's your legacy? When it's your turn to depart this earth, what will you leave behind? Whether it's a lot or a little, you certainly don't want to leave a mess. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike, because they'll be discussing your legacy issues, the tough ones, the situations that cause problems with estate plans, and how to avoid them. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or call them now with your questions at 855-231-6010. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application where we are living our lives like they matter. And today, uh, we've been blessed to be joined by William Blair Anderson, who is currently the chief of police of the St. Cloud, Minnesota Police Department. Again, Chief, I know you're a busy man, and thank you so much uh, for sharing with our listeners today. Hey, Chief. Well, my pleasure to be with you. I want to find out. You're welcome. We're, here we are, the end of July. What, what's your July been like? Just give our listeners a little uh, understanding. What type of things have you had to de- deal with in the last month? Well, it's, it's been an interesting summer uh, so far. Um, uh, boy, in the last month and six weeks, we've had a bank robbery with hostages. Uh, we've had a couple of homicides. We've had uh, a drive-by shooting and and those things. Uh, go along with just a, a, a normal day at the office, right, with calls for service for people in uh, mental health crisis or family crisis or, or you name the kind of crisis. Uh, but it definitely has been a busy and interesting summer uh, thus far. Yeah. Hey, I want to know, I mean, you've, you've been on the field for, uh, on the, uh, in the field for 26 years, uh, and we had alluded to this the first segment, but I want to kind of hit it again. When a police officer take has to draw his weapon and has to shoot, uh, and unfortunately maybe someone's life is taken, um, what type of process is that for them? I mean, are, are they automatically uh, laid off? Are they automatically put on leave? Do they seek counseling? What is the process like for them as they go through that? Well, I, I can only speak for, for my agency. Uh, some of this stuff yeah. is standard procedure, but, but yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they go on paid administrative leave uh, because we, we need some time to sort out the details and figure out what exactly happened and if they were uh, operating within the scope of authority uh, that, that state statute gives us. And, of course, they're different in every state. Uh, but for us... We, we keep care of our officers when they're involved in any critical incident. And so we, we have a peer support group. We have critical incident debriefings. Uh, and those involve not only the officers, but their families and their significant others, uh, others because we know they're taking that mess home with them, and that's going to affect yep. their families. Uh, and so their family is part of our family. So, uh, you know, typical run-of-the-mill is a- absolutely. Uh, you, you get some brief statements. And you put them on paid administrative leave, and if you're doing your job as an administration, you keep care of them almost to the point where where you're bugging them, where you're being a pain in the butt because you just want to make yep. sure that they're okay. Uh, and you get those folks back on duty uh, as soon as humanly possible and as soon as they are ready. Uh, for me, I yep. let them dictate those terms. Um, they don't yep. have to come back until they tell me they're ready. And that's not a strike against them. Uh, they don't have to use no. any of their personal leave or vacation or anything. I give them as much time as they need to, to get right. Um, and, and when they come back to duty, uh, 
uh, we make sure that they're partnered up with somebody until they are comfortable enough to be back on their own. And for some people, that's yeah. a couple of shifts. For some people, it might be a week. For some people, it might be a month. It doesn't matter to me. Everybody's different. Yeah. Uh, but we want yeah. them to be and healed, we, and we want them to be whole. And, and you had said something before that uh, uh, more police officers, I, I heard it this way years ago, more police officers die from their own gun uh, than from someone else's gun. Uh, that's the way I heard it years ago, that uh, the level of suicide, divorce, um, marital problems, uh, you take the field of LEOs, and there's I don't think there's anything close to it. Uh, the the turmoil, and I gotta imagine when someone has to take someone's life and pull their gun, and it's a secondary. Uh, you have a second to respond. I mean, these are live fire exercises. I was in the military. Uh, uh, I didn't go to, into war like you did. I think you were at Desert Storm, correct? Right. Yeah, see, I didn't, I've never served in war. I joined the military in case they needed me. But, uh, man, I, I remember when we do live fire exercise and we'd fire real guns and we'd fire re- throw real grenades. And it's just the awe, the, the power, uh, and just to be able to think on your feet. And I know the human mind because I, I'm, a, I'm a psychologist. I'm a counselor. And I know that we all have family of origin issues. I know we've all been conditioned that we have fear and doubts. And so when you take a look at, when I take a look at a human being who now is put in this situation, man, my heart goes out to him because I know a lot of cops personally. Uh, and the last thing they want to do is to take someone's life. They're there to protect and serve, which brings me to, we're running out of time, but I want to share an article and get your take on this. And this is not your jurisdiction, but it was from the St. Paul police chief demands apology from state rep for accusing sergeant of racial profiling. Just going to read the first B of this. It says, St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell is demanding an apology from a Minnesota state representative who accused one of his sergeants of racial profiling. On Sunday, July 4th, one of his sergeants working a traffic safety detail stopped a state representative for driving without a front license plate on his vehicle. And it goes on to say, and then this gentleman, Representative John Thompson, uh, went off and basically went total racial on this police officer uh, and accused him of pulling him over for his black. And basically, I saw the video cam was not too nice to the guy and still a couple days afterwards was protesting and basically calling this a racial incident. Let me ask you, when the, the law enforcement officer feels like they have government working against them. What does that do to your situation? It can't make it better. It's got to put you in a real precarious position, yes? No, yeah, it doesn't. And real quick, just for the record, you know, you, you, I, I certainly uh, was in the military during Desert Storm, but I never went uh, out of the country either. Okay. Uh, we were on the top okay. line, and, and you know what that means. And because it ended yeah. so quickly, we had to stand down. I, we were literally boarding okay. the C-130 to head over there, awesome. and we had to stand down. But but to and, and so my I apologies, to anybody yeah. about that? No. Yeah. But but and that was me, not question, you. But thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. but to your question, um, it's awful for morale to see that because that officer did everything right, right? The ethnicity shouldn't matter. That officer did yep. everything the way. He or she was supposed to do only to still. So this might be a better question for a white officer right now, to be quite honest, who has to serve now in a community with different ethnicities. And what else is yeah. that officer supposed to do except what he did? He maintained his composure. He was professional to the end. And the best part was 
that their chief had their back on this. And guess what? That has gotten more traction than anything else. And I can tell you, I know that that has done wonders for the morale um, because it would in any department. Again, I can't speak personally for St. Paul, but I know cops. And I know that did wonders for the morale because what else – what else would you have this officer do? And I ask that question as a man of color. So, so yeah. we're crying wolf, right? We're old enough to remember what that story means. So people who might have a legitimate yep. claim somewhere are going to be dismissed. Yep. And it, it just, it, it just can't be overstated that 99 point whatever percent of the cops out here, Scott doing this job, I don't care what package they're wrapped in are doing it the right way for the right reason. Yeah, I will continue to say that. Because that has been my experience in 26 years, and if people don't like that, if people of color don't like that, well, too damn bad. Uh, because I, work a shift, and, and then you'll see. But Amen. you know, the really long answer to your question is, it's a shame, and that's one of the things that is is dragging us down this rabbit hole that is going to take us a long time to get out of if we don't reverse this trend real quick. Yeah. Real quick, because it's what it's doing is creating patterns. Uh, now it's it's now acceptable. Now we're programming young black kids to believe that cops are hunting them. I mean, what a terrible it's, – it's like I always say, I'm a teacher by trade, and one of the worst things we can ever do to a child is to tell them that they're stupid or not encourage them to enjoy learning. And this is right. very similar to – for you to program a – person i don't care what their skin color to where they hate police officers uh you are just setting them them up for some some terrible stuff but uh hey we're coming to an end here uh chief i thank you so much i uh, thank you so much for your time i know you're working got so much going on uh and uh, man our listeners are, are greatly benefited by you sharing from your heart uh, uh sharing your experience so thank you so much chief and if there's anything we can do for you at like it matters radio you let us know okay Excellent. Always a pleasure to visit with you, Scott. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right, my friend. You're okay. welcome. Have a great day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we got to remember who we are. And you got to remember that when we see those lights in our rearview mirror, that's a person doing their job. And for some reason, they saw something that caused them to flip on that switch for those lights. And just remember, no matter what, that's a human being. You know, they have a spouse, they have kids, they have a mom and dad, and they want to go home as well. So do your best to treat them with respect. Do your best to be responsible. Uh, And if there's a problem, deal with it later. But at that moment, respect. Respect is the word of the day. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. If you're attacked by a bear, a dog will throw himself into the mouth of a bear to save you. Dogs are dogs. They pour out their love onto you. Before long, you can't live without them. I have a chocolate cocker spaniel named Lady and a blackmouth cur. He's about 120 pounds, and his name is Arlo. My little cocker, her coat's as soft as a stuffed animal. They're both real soft coats, and my dogs don't have any health problems because they're eating what they need to eat. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is like pouring a multivitamin right onto their food. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. 
We'll be scooping our Dynavite onto the food, then squirting the liquor chops and the fish oil. They start salivating. Dynavite is nutrition. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. It's a lot of responsibility owning a dog. I get my Dynavite at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Ringing Liberty 